It's the Exit 105.9 Hockey Night Show with your host, Mark Madden. Brought to you by Shenderovich, Shenderovich, and Fishman. On your home for the best Pens coverage and the best hockey talk. 105.9 The X. Penguins and Flyers, game for Philadelphia tonight. Joining me now live from Philadelphia, you read him on DKPittsburghSports.com. It's Serbian reactionary Dayon Kovacevic. Dayon, you seem very optimistic, uh, having read uh, your column today. You seem optimistic that Dominic Simone and Zach Aston Reese will play positive roles in tonight's game four. Please uh, enlighten me. How do you figure that's going to happen? <laughs> well, I I think that the optimism that was expressed that Aston Reese looks like a player who's ready uh, to break loose. I, I really believe that. I've seen more and more confidence in him uh, in his play, shift after shift. He's looking stronger on the puck, less decisive, uh, less indecisive. That said. I think Simone is going to have a first couple of shifts that are going to be pretty rough. He seemed uh, really tight this morning. Um, that's why I would be surprised, and we won't know this until they take the ice for warm-ups and maybe not even then, uh, how they utilize them. But if Mike Sullivan is smart, I think that he'll have Zach Aston Reese in the more prominent role and Simone back on the fourth line. I know that's not how they practiced yesterday, but they do pay attention to stuff like this. And we've seen both of them at different points have success with Sid. So are, are you not optimistic here? I, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, no, no, no. I would like to see Aston Reese on Sid's line. I am uh, yeah. not optimistic that Simone will do much with Sid. He doesn't uh, he's have done to. Okay he doesn't have to. I, I, I think in the playoffs, it's all hands on deck. I, I think with Simone on Sid's line, the line's too small, maybe even a bit too timid beyond Sid. Oh, Simone's not timid. That's not fair. I mean, he's a pretty tough kid. I mean, he's not going to be fighting. People. Really? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, let's let's agree to disagree. I think he's. Uh, I don't think he's exactly Dave Tiger Williams out there. So, well, no, no, that that's a different definition. Well, you see, you're looking at the individual player, and I'm looking at the fit. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't so think he's a good I, no, fit. No, look, we're on the same page here. If Aston Reese is on that line, I think there's a lot of pluses for the Penguins, not least of which is this. And this was the the, the, the real thrust of that column was. If you have a chance to get max upside or you know achieve max upside from a young player, I don't know that that's optional for a team that's looking for a third straight championship. They do need that wild card. They had one in each of, at least a couple in each of the past two uh, cup runs. Oh yeah, Nick Benino, Jake Gensel, no question. But for Aston Reese to be that wild card, he has to move up the depth chart, and that's not happened yet, which I don't get. And I don't get why he's not on the top power play tonight with Hornquist out. Yeah, well, I mean, I, that I understand to an extent because Jake Gensel does. He he goes to the front and then he's. I mean, look to to use a uh, Philadelphia term here. He's no Tim Kerr to put it mildly in front of that net, but he is gonna he's gonna get deflections. He's gonna get rebounds. He, he he's a decent player there and he practices way more with them. Look, I, I think you're gonna see Zach Aston Reese earn his way up. I really do. The coach is not is anything but. Uh, a skeptic about Zach Aston Reese. He believes in him and believes in him passionately. I think he's just got to earn it, and I think that's going to begin tonight. How badly will Pittsburgh miss Hornquist, and how badly will Philadelphia miss Couturier? I think the Flyers are going to miss their guy a lot more, and I actually don't even think it's close, and I say that with all due immense respect to who Patrick Hornquist is, and I'd rather have Hornquist on my team, so I'm not comparing the players. But in the Flyers' case, who do you replace Couturier with? You know, who takes his spot? 
You know, they just don't have that guy. They're well, should Giroux move back to center? Isn't that logical? That's That was the hint that was being thrown this morning with Dave Haxall. Uh, wouldn't really share a whole lot with us. He just kept saying game time, game time, game time. But uh, it sounds like they're going to try to, to quote-unquote load up that top line uh, old-school flyer style, uh, meaning having Giroux, Voracek, Simmons up there and then just letting the rest fall where they may. Um, you know, something's got to work for them, you would think, at least for those two guys, meaning Giroux. Well, actually, all three of them. I mean, all three of those guys have done close to nothing in this series. And maybe if you put them together, you can get something going because they'll be trying to push each other or whatever. Uh, I, I Honestly, Mark, I have a hard time analyzing this series beyond the fact that the Flyers can't tend goal, you know? Well, and, and, and they just don't match up well with the Penguins. And no, even less they so don't. Now, not in any fact. With, with Couturier out, if, if I'm Hackstall, the coach, I can't look at the two lineups and see even one good matchup for Philadelphia now with Couturier out. No, and that, that's why, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Right? you know, I, I like to take pride in coming up with ideas and putting out a lot of stuff and content. I've had a really rough time in this series for the simple reason that it just comes down to the fact that that team doesn't match up well, meaning Philadelphia, and that they can't tend goal. And that is a fatal flaw against the Penguins, even if you do match up well with them. Without Couturier, I think Philly's got their excuse day on. It wouldn't shock me to see the Flyers go to pieces tonight. Uh, I've heard that. I, I have. And, and on top of that, you know, there's this weird situation with, you know, with Radko Gudas running into Couturier and, you know, some of the Flyers, at least a couple of them, threw out these very thinly veiled suggestions that they were displeased with it. It's not necessarily, obviously, unless he's completely nuts. And I know that's been debated in the past, that he wouldn't have done it deliberately, but at the very least he would have been careless. Well, yeah, it, it, no matter why it happened, it can happen. And Gudos is it a cement head happen. with chaos in his DNA. So when it happened... I find it, A, amusing, and B, unsurprising. Well, I'm, I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, this is, uh, you know, if you want to draw a fair parallel to it, and this is going to sound like it's unfair, but the only matter hitting Matt Murray in the mask in practice situation, of course he didn't do it on purpose, but was he alert enough? No, and that's why some Penguins got mad at him. And if you have to be alert in practice situations, in hockey, when everything is happening so fast. You saw the collision on video between Gudash and Couturier, and it wasn't, you know, uh, ugly and violent. It is certainly not, uh, you know, something where, uh, you know, it, it, there was a ton of force in any direction. It's just how they hit. Well, and how do you think the Philly aware. fans will react to Gudash tonight, especially if he takes a dumb penalty or, or, or something stupid like he often does? fans will react. It's Philadelphia. How do you think they'll react? Well, yeah, but you, you know what? I'm not kidding about this day on. When I put out on Twitter what, a, what an imbecile I thought Gudos was, at the very least careless, I had two Flyer fans tweet back to me, Couturier should have his head up. That's Flyer hockey right there. Yeah, that's the perception anyway. You know what? That's that's a different that's a difference right now between what's going to be filling this building here in about an hour and the guy that's behind the bench um, there's a strange split, you know, because Philly is still Philly. Oh, no, there, there's a disconnect between the fans and the direction the team is headed. Oh, my God, And, and yes. it's ironic because it's the direction the team absolutely has to head to be successful, but they still it don't like it. Be. It has to be. and then But then you put them in this environment, 
And you have the head coach telling them, admonishing them, how could they take seven penalties in the game the other day? And all you're going to hear around here, and I hear it, I've been hearing it all day, but here since the morning skate, is you know that they just need to take more penalties. They need to take more runs off with this guy's head, off with that guy's head. And the media um, backs that. The media sides well, with the fans, don't you know they? what, though, Mark? Even that's starting to, to switch a little bit. I, I've seen a couple of columns out there. Well, the here. guy in the Inquirer buried the Flyers. He really did. You mean the fans? He went at the fans. Everybody. Yeah, yeah he did. And, 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 you know, that was over the urinal thing and some other stuff. Yeah, and, and uh, just but, the fact that the Flyers aren't that good. I mean, he, no, he, he, he did point out that Hextall, the GM, has him headed in the right direction. But other than that, he was not very optimistic, especially for the present situation. And they saw, you know, and this isn't just in 74 and 75, but when the Flyers were competitive in years after that, that the one way they were competitive for the longest time did work. It kept them in a spot where they could compete. They would scare teams. There's just nothing about this league right now that lends itself to that, but they can't get rid of that thought process around here. They just can't. We're talking to Dejan Kovacevic. He's brought to you by the Walnut Grill. Uh, Dejan, why is Simmons playing so little? He's a penguin killer, and his ice time has been minimal. I hear he might be nursing an injury. Who knows? Maybe he did a drill with Gudas. No, <laughs> no he's hurting. Yeah, he has something, uh, an upper body issue of some kind. Um I was really surprised. This was back in Pittsburgh when he gave Gino the shot from behind because it was going to instigate some kind of reaction from somebody, uh, even if it wasn't going to be from Malkin himself, and, because he's just not doing anything like that. Uh, you know, I've been critical of Haxtell for not having Simmons in front of the net uh, just as a presence there. That, I, I just really don't understand that, especially on the power play. Uh, but there's no question he's hurting, and there's a reason that, that Hackstall in particular is trying to cover for him and say, I think he's playing well, and he's not. But the truth is, Giroux and Voracek are completely healthy by all accounts and aren't doing anything either. So, you know what? If the Penguins can keep those guys off the board uh, again tonight, they have a spectacular chance of winning this one. Uh, everybody was worried about Murray and Latang, but they've certainly looked very good so far in this series, haven't they? Yeah, no question. I mean, Murray, he had a goal, I'm sure, that the Travis Konechny goal in Game 2 that he'd like to have back when Chad Ruedel had kind of cut off the angle. There was only one place for the guy to shoot, and he did, and of course it was over the glove so that that could keep going. But he's been really solid, uh, especially early on in Game 3, the first nine, ten minutes. Yeah, they only put four shots on him, but I think three of them were really high-grade chances, including the Nolan Patrick breakaway. He's been really steady. He's got that slow heartbeat going. That's great to see. And Latang is just playing defense. You know, he's not, he's not, he's still making his reads. He's still finding a way to participate up front, but he's staying back and doing what he does when he's at his best, and that's defending. Uh, they're not worried about Latang and Murray anymore, but now people are worried about Kessel. Not one front page story in the Post Gazette today, but, uh, Second as well, a column. What's wrong with Phil Kessel? Boy, and I thought he played well in Game Three. Yeah, he did, and also Phil is hurt. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much more obvious that could be. <laughs> you know, he's going back to the bench every other shift, cringing in pain, bending over, banging his helmet on the edge of the bench. Um, he's having a tough time, and when you look at right now, uh, I was talking with a couple of players about this this morning. The Columbus and Washington series 
the way they're killing each other in that series, and I don't mean just in terms of the physical play, but the three straight overtimes, um, those teams are doing some damage to each other. If you're anybody in the East, anybody, whether it's Pittsburgh or Philadelphia out of this round, you want to end this fast. And part of the reason for that is to let guys like Kessel, uh, Latang, uh, Broussard, other guys get some time off, but also to really take advantage of the fact that it looks like the Blue Jackets and Capitals might be dragging themselves into the second round. You mentioned Broussard. We're starting to see the playoff version of Derek Broussard, aren't we? Yeah, we are. And I think it helps that, uh, you know, he's gotten his, his, his wheels going again. What's really helped, I think, and, and in fairness to him, he was always a first power play unit guy where he was before, is getting a couple of power play goals. You know, getting up there, getting involved, making a couple of nice snipes like he has, uh, and getting to raise his arms a little bit and feel like more part of the team. That's where he was just getting, remember? Right before the two-week injury there at the end of the regular Correct. season. And you know, he was telling me a couple days ago, he, he said that that was the part that was frustrating, was he felt like he was just getting on board. And then he gets hurt, and the team goes and plays all these really important games without him, so he feels even more left out. You know, now he's back and he's really involved. It's going to be neat to see him with a couple of fast guys out there. You know what I mean? The Rust and Sherry. Um, if that works for the Penguins, that would be pretty cool. Dejan, great stuff. Enjoy the game. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, Mark. That's Dejan Kovacevic. Check out his work at DKPittsburghSports.com. My name is Mark Madden, and I like to talk hockey, and right now I'd like to talk it with you. Hockey calls only. 412-333-WXDX. What are your thoughts? How is tonight's game going to go? And will the Flyers miss Couturier more, or will the Penguins miss Hornquist more? It's the Hockey Night Show, 412-333-WXDX.